Brainstorming and sharing ideas is the funnest part of the creative process. We decided to skip the boring part of actually making stuff and just do the fun part. I'm your host, Tom Walma. I'm Connie Ettinger. I'm Evan Sashala. And this is Creativity Wasted. And I'm just going to say it. I have to mute Connie when she's not talking because there's an echo. And so that's going to come up because I'm going to do it wrong at some point. I'm sort of a, a voyeur when it comes to the most mundane things in the world. Like I'll go to grocery stores and I'll see a single dude and I'll just kind of follow him around and see what he puts in his cart. Because I want to see what single guys buy when they're shopping for groceries and they obviously don't have anybody to shop for but themselves. But I was thinking you could do a series of documentaries about like junk drawers of the rich and famous. I had this idea because I realized I desperately need to clean up my junk drawers, either that or have a contained house fire somehow. But I'm always wondering what people have when their houses look so perfect. And I know it can't be perfect everywhere. My house generally looks pretty good, but God forbid you ever go in my basement. Um, you'll never come back out because things will fall on you and you'll be trapped. But I just, I'm always curious about what kinds of crap people keep for no good reason. My mother was the pack rat of all times. And after she died, we were going through her house and found dried up magic markers from maybe 20 years ago that she never threw away because she was convinced if she put them in boiling water, she could rejuvenate them and get them to work again. And it's not like magic markers are that expensive. But I just wonder what the Kardashians keep in their junk drawer. Because there was something recently on, God, I can't remember the service, but it had one of the Kardashian girls, her pantry. And her pantry was perfect. The cookies were in clear canisters and cookies were stacked like every other one. There's a cookie here and a cookie on top and another cookie on the side and it just went perfectly. And so if you take one cookie, you've fucked up the entire pantry and you've got to rebuild it, I'm convinced. But how do you live like that? I would definitely watch at least an episode of Drunk Tours of the Rich and Famous. I don't know if it would work as a whole show, but um, I had a friend who I went to his house for a poker game and I brought like McDonald's and I needed ketchup. And so he goes, open this drawer and he had a drawer filled top to bottom with like salsa and ketchup packets. And the ketchup you could see in some of them was like, had turned brown. That's bad ketchup. I have a whole drawer with like some barbecue sauce. It's probably like a year old now. I should probably throw that away. People who have packet drawers that they designate as their packet drawer. That I can understand more than just my crazy hodgepodge of garbage that has no rhyme or reason to why I keep things. You know, why can't I put something back at a semi-right angle instead of just hurling it in the drawer and then closing it and running away from it like it's going to bite me? Yeah, I'm actually pretty good at throwing shit out because I always move. Like, I don't usually live at a place more than a couple years. I'm trying to think of, like, the weirdest shit that I keep. 37 years in this house. You can only imagine what you can accumulate in 37 years. Somewhere downstairs is my wedding dress, but I'm never going to wear it again, or at least not to the same guy, but I don't know, you know, why do I do this? I should be having this conversation with my shrink. I went through a couple of years ago, I had a bunch of old baseball cards. I threw away like 
the non-good ones in so I could fit everything in like one box. Apparently those are, during COVID, like everybody had money to spend on shit. So like everything collectible went way up in value, like cars, art, stocks, everything. So I probably should have sold them because I think everything is starting to go back down again. That's not super weird. A lot of my friends that I used to work with, like my age, kept all of their gaming consoles, like their 8-bit Nintendos and their Sega Genesis and Commodore 64 floppy disk computer games. I didn't keep any of that shit. I have the original Pong game, and like a, it still works. Like a arcade game? No, this you hooked it up to your TV, and it just, it was like ping pong, it just went back and forth and it just hit against barriers and you could put spin on it but if you set it up just right it would just go back and forth for infinity but pong was the first one sears put it out and people went nuts buying it i think it was a couple hundred bucks and it did nothing except this one thing just a ball went back and forth and that was it it was so boring i can't even begin to tell you but I still have it in my front hall closet, along with my uh, Donkey Kong tabletop model that I got at Toys R Us when they still existed, and Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. That's where I stopped with the gaming. I've got a tabletop bar game of Centipede, which is so cool because, I mean, you can sit at it, have a drink, it's sturdy. Centipede to me was so much fun. I, When I was practicing law, a friend and I would go to the Greyhound station where they had a centipede game and play centipede every day at lunch. We were both so addicted to it. But I've got an Oculus now and I play, what is it, Supernatural or something for a little bit of exercise. But it's just astonishing what they have now as compared to what we thought was so cool. You know, you shoot the centipede. Yeah, uh, what I did is this like electronics, electronics back here. I built a game controller into the treadmill so I can play computer games while I'm on the treadmill. That's cool. So the idea was the celebrity junk drawer or celebrity under the bed, any of the places you're not supposed to look where people hide the stuff that they don't know what to do with. Yeah, maybe each episode could have its own theme, like one of them is a drunk drawer, one of them is under the bed, just to keep, to mix it up in the garage, storage facilities. Yeah, when they have like storage wars, you've already got that when they're trying to beat each other down over who gets this storage container. And sometimes you'll see something semi-interesting, like a cigar box that's kind of cool looking, but that's it. I've never seen anything, you know, when I grew up, we didn't have money, so nobody was ever going to come up with a copy of the Declaration of Independence in our attic. So it was a complete waste of time to look for anything at our house. But it'd be, I think, interesting to see, you know, what famous people, they don't even have to be rich. I mean, like, I'd be curious to see what Michelle Obama's closet looks like, the floor part of it, where she's supposed to have it all nice and tidy. Maybe she has people who do that for her. I don't know could be their childhood parents' attic or, like, their childhood diaries. Anything personal like that that's, like, not normally shown. Drug labs of the, the rich people. <laughs> I'm sure they get delivery. 
There might be some of them that have like they grow pot, like the ones that live on farms. Like Zach Galifianakis lives in the middle of nowhere on a farm, and he might grow pot, especially, especially once, once it's legal in the state. He's cool. I like I like Zach. He's a funny guy. Right now, I guess you don't want to advertise on TV because somebody would rob you of like. Good an, point. Uh, yeah. But 10 years from now, once pot is legal and it's not as big of a financial thing to own a pot farm, people might be willing to show that on TV. Although I guess rich people have millions of dollars of jewelry anyway. It's probably easier to rob jewelry than to um, clear out a pot farm. Except you have to fence the jewelry to have it be worth anything. You could just smoke the pot or eat the pot, depending on if it was edibles or just God's good herb. Yeah, I guess the actual robbery of clearing the field might take more time than the robbery of the jewelry from a drawer, but getting rid of it because it's indistinguishable from any other pot plant, it's probably easier to get rid of it. That would take all day for pot. That would be like an eight to five type of thing. Uh, So the show about like the celebrity junk drawers and other things, it's not like in the form of a roast. Maybe you crack a joke here or there, but it's not like making fun of them. It's like a sincere, like, this is what I have. They're there showing you, they're narrating it, right? The celebrity. I can see a lot of it being, you know, stuff related to their kids. I can see Diego would have every drawing his his kid made. Those would never be in a junk drawer, though. Those would be bound and put in leather and on beautiful bookcases. It's so nice to see a dad who just really is in love with his kid. To me, that's the part I really like about him. I've heard him make some really raunchy jokes, and then you see the dad part. That's the really interesting thing to me is how there are these dual sides to all of us. Yeah, I don't know Diego that well. If he was a horrible dad, I wouldn't pick up on it. I'm not saying he is. (laughs) I don't think he is. But... um... My skills of judging people are poor, is what I'm saying. He's always been nothing but nice to me, and that's how I judge people is, are they friendly and, you know, do they at least acknowledge your existence? And there are people in our industry who are not like that at all. Yeah, I agree that Diego seems like a great guy to me. I'm just saying that if he was a serial killer, I probably wouldn't pick up on it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Because he's bald, I think he would uh, be leaving hair follicles around. So he'd be better at it. Probably get away with it longer. Yeah. Uh, enough about Diego. Um, what about like tattoos or like crow's feet of celebrities, like unflattering parts of their bodies? Oh, God, yes. I mean, I'm, just, I'm thinking of Donatella Versace. She is so wrinkled from being exposed to the sun that she just looks like somebody took a piece of wax paper and just crumpled it up and didn't even try to uncrumple it. That's not very nice. I know it's not very nice, but she is always this chestnut brown with the platinum blonde hair and it just really brings out the wrinkles. So you want to see if like her bare ass is like totally wrinkle free because it's never been exposed to the sun or not maybe the entire ass, but like the bikini line. I really don't want to see it. I am not into looking at chicks, or even guys for that matter, naked. I think we look better with clothes on. But you want to see how good other celebrities your age have held up to compare it to to you. Yeah, so I could just sit in my car and weep. That'd be good. (laughs) 
I don't think he would be because everybody, celebrities like without makeup and stuff, they don't look quite as nice as you would expect from like the magazines and whatnot. Some of them know, like Salma Hayek, she's like what in her fifties, and it's like holy crap, she she still looks great. Jennifer Lopez, um, I don't know why I picked two um, Latina women as examples, but um, secret out about you. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, actresses that do look amazing at older ages now that probably still look nice without makeup, but maybe not that nice. I have to say, I know from personal experience, Jennifer Garner is one of the most gorgeous women you would ever want to meet because she was here in town and working out at the gym that I used to go to. I just wanted to punch her in the face because she was so pretty and so nice. But at the same time, she was so nice, you couldn't punch her in the face. You just wanted to go be your best friend someplace and have an ice cream with her and hope it all went to fat. But... (laughs) She's just an amazing creature. Jennifer Aniston, too, is like, I think she's 50. She looks great. I was actually never really that attracted to Jennifer Aniston until she played in, what's that movie, where she's like the evil dentist boss? Horrible boss. Yeah. Horrible boss. Yep. She plays like the older woman who's like aggressively going after the younger guy. And that got me. Now I'm attracted to Jennifer Aniston. Um, how about this? Embarrassing children of the rich and famous. Oh, I'd love that. Like grown children. Like, yeah. All the Kardashians. Chet Hanks. Some people have taken a turn on their opinion of Chet Hanks. Like, he seems to get a little bit of respect more than he used to. Yeah. I saw him on, like, Channel 5, the All Gas, No Breaks, where they go to weird rallies and they talk to weird people and he came off pretty good on that, Chet Hanks. I don't know if people respect his musicianship, but yeah, he's definitely this like likable fish out of water type of guy who's maybe a little socially naive about his fashion choices, but he's got a likability to him. But yeah, I'm sure there's um celebrities with criminal kids and like um creepy kids or fat kids or ugly kids or even like normal kids who have like Boring office jobs. <laughs> that would be cool if you're a famous parent and you're just like, okay, you can just go on the workforce doing something else. This is kind of my money and, and fame. And we don't have the parents paying somebody to get them into college. You like the scandal thing, yeah. I mean, it's got to be demoralizing to have the whole world know that you couldn't cut it on your own and mom and dad had to buy your way in. I don't understand. Why could they couldn't just send their kid to like a state college? Pretty much anybody can get into it. I think for some people, reputation matters and just the family brand or something. I think that was USC that they went to, so that's a pretty good school. Yeah, but I mean, how much are they really going to be judged if their ditzy daughter goes to a state college versus USC? I mean, yeah. they probably didn't go to college. They just got became a celebrity because they were pretty and they could act, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I think Eminem's daughter went to Michigan State, so... Yeah, that sounds fine. Like, nobody's judging Eminem harshly because he's... Um, any other ideas of weird things about celebrities, like underbelly things that you'd want to know about? Hmm. Bathrooms? Pill drawers? They might not. 
I think it'd be well stocked, their pill drawer. I'd be interested in seeing like the shed in the backyard. Do they do any like maintenance on their own property or what what's back there? Or even hobbies. I don't remember who it was. Had a like a pinball collection. It was a comic like Christopher Titus. Yeah, like weird hobbies of the celebrity. That, I guess that's not quite the same because it's not as possibly embarrassing, but it'd still be interesting. But depending on the celebrity, let's say Doug Stanhope, what if you found out he was into decoupage? Oh. I mean, you could never look at the dude the same way again. Or maybe he could pull it off, just joke about how unexpected it is and still have the same allure. I don't know. Like... Jim Norton, he talks about like trans type stuff and his audience who would normally be homophobic, they respect him nonetheless. And that's a bigger deal than having a nerdy hobby. That's true. Anything else with your idea? Either one of you? I just want to see what women's purses, I want them to dump their purses out so I can see how many balled up used Kleenexes are in their purses so I could shame them. Yeah, that could be one they could do, like, at the Red Market or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have the purse right with them. You could bully them into doing it. Yeah, generally they carry those itty-bitty tiny Judith Lieber purses that you can only fit, like, a key and, like, five bucks to call an Uber. But that's it. Oh, really? Or maybe a hundred bucks or something to call an Uber. But, yeah, it would be fun to do that. I'd also like to see the state of celebrity men's underwear. Do they have underwear that is worn out as my husband's underwear is? And I suppose that's my fault because I buy it. But, you know, it's not something I get around to a lot. You know, how worn out is it? Is the waistband ripped up? You know, boxers, briefs. I'm curious about that stuff. Whether they shave their balls. <laughs> <laughs> Never use the blue bick, I've been told, but... I, I guess it's it's funny, but I would get bored. You couldn't make a whole show out of it. It's not that uh, interesting. One individual episode. Even an episode, I think you'd have to mix it up with other grooming things. And they probably get their own three packs of Calvin Klein underpants. If um, if you're that famous, they probably <laughs> send those those sponsorships or something. And like grooming, like oh, do they clip their toenails? Um, <laughs> Do they get manicures ever, pedicures? I mean, or are their feet just gnarly and scary? It's kind of like TMZ. You don't have to ask the permission to film it. You just film it secretly, and then you just kind of expose their bad habits. I think it's a great idea in whatever form it is, whether it's just a junk drawer, or if it's like other types of storage places, or whether it involves more private things like diaries or body parts or whatever. I, I think it's a great idea. Probably one of the best of the podcast, to be honest. It's definitely like a Netflix show. Netflix will pick this up easily in like five seconds. I'm sitting on a Netflix hit and don't even know it. I would binge this. Any shows or podcasts you want to promote, promote? On the April 21st, I'm at Beggar's Banquet when he's Lansing at 7. I'll be at some bar in Burton. I can't remember the name of it, but Burton says it all because those are my people. Trashy people. I love them. And then Mother's Day weekend, I'll be at the showcase. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. 
So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.